This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer. Phenomenal foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings. And Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Haiti wants United States and Canada to lead anti-gang strike force. Dominican Republic cracks down at border amid Haiti's chaos. The Bahamas Agriculture and Marine Science Institute $7 million investment targets slashing imports by 30%. Jamaica fact-finding team in Canada to assess seasonal agricultural workers program. Antigua's Prime Minister to be featured in Netflix documentary. And Jamaica's Broadcasting Commission bans music that promotes drugs, illegal guns, and scamming. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, October 12th. We start a report today in Haiti, where there is a call for the United States and Canada to lead anti-gang strike force. HaitiNews.net via Voice of America reports, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has proposed a rapid action force to help Haiti's police confront the gangs without saying that the United Nations itself should lead such a force. No countries have yet stepped forward to offer personnel. The United States and Canada should take the lead in forming a strike force to confront Haitian gangs that have created a humanitarian crisis. Haiti's ambassador to the United States said on Monday, We wish to see our neighbors like the United States, like Canada, take the lead and move fast, said Bochit Edmond in a telephone interview in reference to providing security assistance. There's really a big threat over the head of the prime minister. If nothing is done quickly, there's a risk another head of state being killed in Haiti, he said, referring to the 2021 assassination of President Jovenel Moïse. Prime Minister Ariel Henry last week asked the international community to provide a specialized armed force to control gangs that have been blocking a key fuel terminal since last month. Dire shortages of gasoline and diesel have crippled transportation and forced businesses and hospitals to halt operations, just as the country faces a renewed outbreak of cholera. In related news, Dominican Republic cracks down at border amid Haiti's chaos. Sinkit's Nevis Observer via the Associated Press reports that Haiti, as it spirals into chaos, its island neighbor, the Dominican Republic, has responded with crackdowns on migrants at its borders. Tensions have long simmered between the two nations, which share a more than 240-mile border on the island of Hispaniola. The Dominican Republic government claims their military buildup at the border will guarantee border security. But some fear those moves will only deepen long-existing xenophobia against Haitian migrants and harm boat economies. On Sunday, Dominican Republic President Louis Abner announced the country's biggest purchase of military gear since 1961. It includes six helicopters, 10 aircrafts, 21 armored vehicles, and four anti-riot trucks. If international troops are sent in response to an appeal by Haiti's government for help against gangs, we could close the borders and block the borders. 
It's very dangerous for the integrity of the Dominican Republic to receive asylum seekers in the country, Abner said in a press conference. Dominican officials have also announced that they would consider even greater migratory controls on the Haitian border in the future. You're listening to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, the Bahamas Agriculture and Marine Science Institute $7 million investment targets slashing imports by 30%. Tribune 242 reports BOMSI is aiming to invest $7 million in a series of greenhouse parks designed to cut imports of vegetable staples by 30%. Bahamas Senator Tyrell Young, the Institute's executive chairman, told Tribune Business the investment is a key element in the efforts to plant the seeds for the revival of the Bahamian aviculture by facilitating and empowering local farmers via the provision of technology and raw materials. Explaining that BAMSI was targeting the low-hanging fruit in terms of focusing on market niches where Bahamian farmers can oust imports and see significant market share, he added that besides vegetable crops, it was also going to focus on self-sufficiency in egg production by 2025. Although local producers presently have less than 1% share of the Bahamian egg market, Senator Young described the near total reversal of this position as very achievable, with Bamsey itself in the process of establishing its own North Andros poultry farm capable of supplying between 1.4 million to 1.5 million eggs per year. Reiterating that Bamsey's goal is not to compete with the private sector farmers, he added that the Institute will scale down its own commercial operations and let them take over the market when their output becomes sufficient to meet demands. He added that slashing the Bahamas' estimated $1 billion annual food import bill between 30 to 40 percent come 2030 remains the goal within reach as the country seeks to enhance food security. Tomatoes, sweet peppers, onions, cabbages, and lettuce are among the vegetables being targeted by the Greenhouse Project, which Bamsey hopes to launch in at least two islands before the end of 2022. The intended launch will be on five islands, with one on each island. Now on to Jamaica, where a fact-finding team is in Canada to assess Seasonal Agricultural Workers Program. Jamaica Information Service reports a special fact-finding team established by Jamaica's Minister of Labor and Social Security, Carl Samunda, is now in Canada to assess the status of Jamaica's participating in that country's Seasonal Agricultural Workers Program. Approximately 70 farms have been selected for a visit by members of the team over a two-week period via a random sampling method. According to the report, the mythology was utilized to ensure that there is validity to the work and no bias in the report when complete. On Monday, October 10, two farms were visited and interviews were conducted with some of the Jamaican workers there. The Seasonal Agricultural Workers Program began in 1966 and is spread across some 655 farms in 10 Canadian provinces. Approximately 10,000 Jamaicans participate in the program. 
This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Next up, Antigua's Prime Minister to be featured in Netflix documentary. Caribbean Loop News reports a Netflix documentary on climate change is expected to contain a familiar face for people of the Caribbean. Prime Minister of Antigua and Barbuda, Gaston Brown. Brown will be among the cast of expert sources appearing in the Netflix film that documents the grueling journey of small island states in dealing with the varied and deeply troubling issues of climate change, a recent release disclosed. The documentary, which will be called 1.5, is set to have begun in 2021. The name signifies the temperature levels that scientists have warned is the tipping point for climate change to reach crisis proportions. Shooting of the film began during the lead-up to the 2021 United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow. Brown became a part of it during his visit to New York for the United Nations General Assembly when he set aside time out of his busy schedule to share his insights with the film crew. Prime Minister Brown, who is also co-chair of the United Nations Expert Panel on the Multi-Dimensional Vulnerability Index and also serves as chair of the Alliance of Small Island States, also secured an interview with the New York Times on the issue of climate change. In November, the next United Nations Climate Change Conference, COP27, will convene in Egypt. And this is expected to set the scene for the final stages of filming for the production that is expected to be released on Netflix in 2024. Now in other entertainment news, Jamaica's Broadcasting Commission bans music that promotes drugs, illegal guns, and scamming. Antigua Newsroom reports Jamaica's Broadcasting Commission imposes an immediate ban on the plane of music that says, among other things, it promotes or glorifies lottery scamming, the use of illicit drug molly, and illegal guns. The commission, whose role is to monitor and regulate electronic media, broadcast radio and television, as well as subscriber television, said the directive to radio stations reinforces its commitment to keeping the airways free of harmful content, given the important role traditional media still plays as an agent of socialization. It said the use of public airways to broadcast songs that promote glorify illegal activities could give the wrong impression that criminality is an accepted feature of Jamaican culture and society. The commission said the broadcast of a sampling of any song which promotes or glorifies scamming, illegal drugs, examples such as molly, illegal or harmful use of guns or otherwise offensive weapons, jungle justice, or any other form of illegal or criminal behavior is strictly prohibited. This is Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. Now here's our final note. New ideas expected through Jamaica's Tourism Innovation Incubator. Jamaica Information Service reports several new and innovative ideas are expected to be generated within Jamaica's tourism industry through the recently launched Jamaica Tourism Innovation Incubator. Speaking at the launch held during Tourism Week 
on September 30th. Jamaica's Portfolio Minister Edmund Bartlett said that tourism is about ideas and creating experiences. The idea of this incubator is to create a framework to mine, hone, convert, and monetize ideas, Minister Bartlett said. The minister outlined that the incubator will offer numerous services, including executing workshops with participants in the refining of their ideas, providing research support, training in pitch delivery, providing opportunities for mentorship and networking, teaching participants about key topics such as intellectual property and the importance of being formalized through informational sessions, and sourcing potential partners or investors to help participants in prototypes and product development. The initiative led by Jamaica's Tourism Enhancement Fund is guided by the Blue Ocean Strategy, which calls for the creation of business models that departs from traditional ones based on competition and standardization. Selection of the ideas for the incubator will be done by a committee of members from Tourism Enhancement Fund and the Development Bank of Jamaica. Persons interested in participating in the incubator must be 18 years or older. This podcast has been brought to you by Zarina, the simple and versatile all-natural Caribbean drink mixer. Phenomenal foods by Chef Holly, creator of West Indian-inspired seasonings, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands, home of Foxy's Taboo. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. To share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.